everyone. Welcome to Talk Stupid to Me. I'm Justin Emery here with Peter Collins. And I'm Joe Damon. Today we're going to be talking about the music industry's rumors and, dare I say it, conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love all of these stories. We're going there. I love conspiracy theories in general, and I'm like really into music, so I always like to like try to find out like the story behind band names and stuff, you know, and like just stuff about the band. So when they have conspiracy theories, they're really fun. <laughs> well, the fans get like really obsessed with that shit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, video games have its own little side thing, which I think is absolutely insane. But I, I just kind of feel like the crazy crazies absolutely started with music. Yeah. And like their obsession with the people. And that to me started with like, you know, the Beatles kind of, I mean, the, they were more obsessed over maybe Elvis Presley, but yeah, the Beatles had like the craziest, like freaking screaming their heads off and to the point you couldn't even hear the music. Yeah. The audience, like for no good reason. Just high pitched squeals. Yeah. Teeny bopper idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, I, I didn't realize this until maybe like easy after high school. I never heard of this conspiracy, but there is a conspiracy. Um, inadvertently or perhaps not started by a guy named Russ Gibb. Yeah. Uh, Russ Gibb is a super famous, uh, near and dear to the hearts of people in Dearborn where we're from. And, uh, even you can check out a story. I think Rob told a story about Russ Gibb or at least a couple here and there's uh, on our on our interview with Rob Talbert. So you guys should check that yeah. interview out. That was a great one. Well, and uh, he was like a big influence in just Detroit rock. Yeah. Like, because not only was he a radio DJ, which is why you're going to be talking about him, but he like ran uh, a venue here, the Grandy Ballroom, that was like a huge place for a lot of like rock stars to start in Michigan. Yeah, he had also like a connection in England and would bring a lot of these bands to Detroit yeah. before they would get like super huge. So it wasn't really like a halfway point, but uh, he would bring people that were playing in New York and then we're going to go to LA and he would get them to come here because it was kind of like a pit stop for him. Right. So pretty cool guy. Uh, he taught at Dearborn High. Yeah. And that's how Peter knows him. And, and I interviewed him a couple times for work. Pretty cool. I mean, like, yeah, uh, awesome. if you guys don't know who Russ Gibb is, check him out. He had a show when I was growing up called Russ Gibb at Random, and you would have people call in. But this uh, particular story happened at his years at WKNR, which I think is now in, like, an AM station. I don't know how that goes. That Things get reformatted around. But then it was an FM station that college nerds would call in and talk on a show. So he gets a phone call one night, yeah. and uh, one of the kids says, hey, did you hear... Uh, Paul McCartney's dead. He goes, well, what are you talking about? Right. Paul McCartney's not dead. And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, that's a PR thing, <laughs> you know? Like, no, it's just not happening. He says, listen, if you if you play this record backwards, and this was in the days that no one had ever heard that, really. Maybe not no one, but it was not as prevalent as something you could do now, and certainly not as easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just had to wind it backwards with your hand. Right. <laughs> so he plays uh, the Revolution number 9. The part where he says, number nine, number nine, and he plays it backwards, and uh, I have a clip of it here, if you can give me a little sound there, Peter. Uh, this is number nine backwards, and it sounds like, supposedly, turn me on, dead man. It does. Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. 
I, I, I can see it, I guess. Uh, like, we're going to be talking about a lot of backmasking that's called in, in this episode, and that one sounds way clearer than most of the others. <laughs> I mean, I'll give <laughs> yeah, you that. Yeah, most of sure. the other ones I've ever heard, like, except for, like, the little Nikki one. Yeah. <laughs> Is that little Nikki? I don't remember. Something like that. Uh, that kind of, like, iffy. But yeah. that one, it, it does kind of sound like Turn Me On, Dead Man. Yeah. So, so Russ Gibbs, like, what the hell are you talking about? And he ended up playing it on the air. And as soon as he did that, the, the, everybody went nuts. Like, they jammed the station up so bad. And I saw this interview with him, and he said uh, he was giving it with BBC Scotland. And you guys can get see that on the internets, too, somewheres. Uh, he said that he, he had another, like, phone line that was just, like, inner, like, you know, inside, so then it wouldn't get jammed up. And he called the station manager, calls him, whatever. And he goes, "What the hell are you doing?" He goes, "I don't know." And he goes, "Well, just keep doing it because <laughs> because this is big, you know." Yeah. And like that's how this kind of started. Now, well, and that's the funny thing. Like people always credit Russ Gibb with starting the whole rumor that Paul is dead. Yeah. He's like, he would always refute it and be like, I didn't start that. No, the guy crazy. that called in yeah. started that. I just happened to answer the phone and play it on the air. Yeah. This interview was really cool. He's like, I've had two people call me and say, you know, I was the person that called you that night. And that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Impersonator copycats for uh, some weirdo. But I don't know, man, the whole thing to me is like super weird because of how prevalent it got. Start at the beginning and just tell them what the whole Paul is dead. Like, why do people right. think okay. when and where do they think he died? So it was, I want to say, November 9th, 1966. Yeah. And they say that, and this is kind of like partially true, uh, Paul McCartney did have a moped accident, but it was in December of 1965. Yeah. Nowhere near this, uh, nearly a year before. And that's actually where he got a scar on his lip, which inspired him to grow the mustache to cover it. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. So this is why he's got yeah. like bump on his head. He was super embarrassed. And so they say that Paul McCartney died on November 9th, 1966. Yeah. They say he got decapitated in the car. Yeah, I mean, Damn. and he, he hit a tree or something. Yeah, well, the, the story was like they were recording and they got in an argument at the studio. So he stormed yeah, off Ringo. and it was like raining and it was the middle of the night and he went driving and yeah, went off the road and hit a tree and somehow got decapitated in the car. All of this is like a giant freaking ridiculous game of like operator, like a baseless game of operator. Yeah. Like literal operator. It's like, wait a minute, where'd you hear that from? Like, oh, I don't know. Well, and it's funny because people say, like, you can't find an accident report of someone dying that night in that city, you know. But the whole story goes that uh, MI5, like the yeah, British government, like their like FBI equivalent or whatever, like got involved and were like, okay, Paul McCartney's dead, but we can't let the world know that Paul McCartney's dead because it will cause a panic. And, oh, he probably would have. And it'll yeah. will have a wave of sympathetic suicides and stuff. So they're like, oh, all right, wow. Beatles, we're going to help you cover this up, and you have to find someone to replace Paul McCartney so the world never knows that he's dead. Holy is it, is shit. Nuts? Like, Which, if that's part of, if that's true, then of course you're not going to find any accident report from that night because right. MI5's in <laughs> yeah, on it. And they're dude. like, yeah, dude, no, we're throwing that report away. Like, duh. This is sounding more true now. You know, and that's really funny you say that because that's what Russ Gibbs says, right? Yeah. So he starts playing these things backwards online and online, geez, oh, Pete, on, on the air, right? And he's like, wow, this is, this kind of sounds like it's possible. He's like, no, this is, this is crazy, right? So I think that one of the stories he says, he says, I ended up flying to England to meet up with Eric Clapton. Yeah. And the funniest part to me of this whole thing is that 
he's only met Paul McCartney one time, I think, at this point. I don't think he ever met him after this, and he's damn old in the interview. It was when, before, like, at the Grandy, I think, or something, when they were playing there before they got super famous, he shook his hand, and that was it. Yeah. And he went to go meet him, at like, another time, like, months or years later, rather, and ended up, he's so old, he doesn't remember who he was talking to. He goes, I don't know, it was the guy they called the Fifth Beatle, which I think is, like, multiple people that were called the Fifth Beatle. It wasn't Pete Best. Might have been George Martin. I, I don't know, but he meets up with Eric Clapton, and he's telling, he goes, oh, no, that's ridiculous. You know, that's when he goes, wait a second. You know, I haven't talked to Paul in like a month and a half. <laughs> so so <laughs> then Russ Gibbs like, wow. holy shit, man, it might be true. And then I, I think he was playing and pandering a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, I truly think he wasn't sure. Yeah. And he kind of goes back and forth in, in the in the interview and says, you know, I, I didn't think so. And then when I finally met with the guy and he says, what more does he have to do to prove that he's alive other than to be alive? Right. <laughs> and perform. Like, yeah. who else can perform like Paul McCartney back then, especially? Yeah, and so they would, like, place him, like, to have written, uh, let, no, wait a second, was it Let It Be, I think? Wait a second. Or no, Hey Jude. That would have placed that guy to have written Hey Jude, which is, like, arguably their best song. Yeah. Or at least, you know, one of them. Like, this story came out right before... Um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Oh, God. And there's where, like, a shit ton of the conspiracy comes in. Yeah. Well, and, like, so when MI5 got involved in everything and said, we're going to help you find someone to replace him, apparently the Beatles held a lookalike contest. Yeah. To see who looks the most like, you know, (laughs) Paul McCartney. All right. And I guess they really did this, and they picked a winner, and what was his name? Billy Shears? Okay, so he was a real person, because I tell you what, man, I I had a hard time figuring that out. (laughs) Even the hours and hours I did looking this up. I mean, from what I've come across, he's a real person. So I got confused. supposed to be, like, picking a side here, because, like... Peter's making me think it's real. Yeah, I know, and then right? You're making me th- think well, that it's like kind of not real. But his name it was also Ch- uh, Campbell, also. I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. They have two different <laughs> names for this guy, and supposedly this guy is the one that makes it or whatever, and he gets uh, plastic surgery to look more like Paul. Right, to correct the, like the little things that he didn't have to yeah. make him look like him. And then the Beatles apparently taught him how to perform and act just like <laughs> Paul McCartney okay, in a couple like, months. Yeah. It's and, like face off. And this was like, I guess, when they had stopped touring and they were just like a studio band, they weren't touring anymore. So they were like, well, we don't really have to interact with the public that often. You know, like, it won't be that hard to cover it up, I guess. But then the album, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, came out. And, like, if you've ever seen the cover of that album, it's just like a big collage of famous people. Including themselves from past like performances yeah Yeah, and there's apparently a thousand clues hidden in it so here's the album for joe and justin to see and it's a big collage of all these different famous people and like joe said you know part like some of them from the past and stuff and there's supposed to be a bunch of clues like paul's the only one holding a black instrument like signifying death there's like an open palm hand over his head that people say is like an Eastern mysticism symbol for death, even okay. though no one can seem to find like documentation anywhere showing that oh, that's someone a symbol just ma- there. Yeah. Right. yeah, someone just made it up. There's a left-handed guitar made out of flowers that look like a grave, and he was the only left-handed guitar player in the band. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it apparently spells Paul with a question mark. Oh, I can see that in the flowers. Yeah. 
And then if you take a mirror and hold it up to the bass drum. This is the craziest part. It says what? Uh, okay, so like right in the middle where it says lonely hearts, if you take the top of the half of the words lonely hearts and you mirror it down, right? It looks like it says the number one and then written O-N-E and then I-X, right? So one, one, nine. And then it says died. Yeah. So one, one, nine would be 11, nine, which would be November 9th, which is the day that guy supposedly died. (laughs) But it's only the way the guy, like that's only the way we write it here. Right. That's the big problem. Like everyone always points to this. <laughs> okay. Like that's yeah. how you know we know that's when he died and everything. But in England, they write it's small, bigger, biggest. So it's like clearly it's a nine eleven conspiracy, is what you're saying, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> the Beatles like did that in, in yeah. British notation. That would be yeah, September eleventh, not November 9th. Right. At least we know who did that now. Too soon. Jeez. But yeah, like there's all these, you know, people like I said make all these claims about like him holding that instrument and like his play, the hand over his head, but like they did a bunch of different shots when they were trying to get the shot for the album yeah. and they're all in different positions, they're holding different instruments. Like this just happened to be the one that they thought looked the best. Yeah, and that happened with uh the Abbey Road album. Yeah. Also to where if you're not familiar with the Abbey Road album, they're all walking across the street to the Abbey Road studio, I believe. And the crosswalk, it's super iconic to me even. I'm not even like the hugest Beatle fan, but the extrapolations made by the fans on this one are mind-blowingly stupid to me, okay? It's like, first of all, they took like dozens of pictures that most of you never saw. That six. I, okay, whatever. <laughs> but they, they printed six. They probably took dozens. Who knows how many they No, because they were blocking. You shut your mouth. They took so many pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they were blocking the road and they only had a limited amount of time they're like, the Beatles. they bought the road you shut up i'm telling the story the volkswagen beetle that's behind them is supposed to be a clue yeah because it says 28 if but yeah it's actually 281 f it's yeah it's supposed to say like 28 if as if he'd be 28 if, if he didn't die but i think at the time he was supposed to be 27 which is really even funnier to me and so okay the, so they say that this whole thing is supposed to look like a funeral procession yeah which is just absolutely stupid right like john's in all white with his long hair looks like jesus it's jo- it's, it's john first and then ringo and then right. paul and, and then george in the back and ringo's in all black he's supposed to be the undertaker right and then it's paul in the middle without his shoes on because apparently corpses don't wear shoes yeah i don't know <laughs> Like that's, that's what everyone keeps saying and i'm like what so when you get buried like in a coffin you don't have shoes on i better have fucking shoes on or i'm haunting your ass <laughs> and then uh freaking george harrison's supposed to be the guy digging the grave yeah he's in, blue. He's, he's in uh all denim like the canadian tuxedo oh <laughs> uh, it all makes sense now. let's just yeah. let's just like bring this back a little bit here this started no. with russ gibb and then there's this other character that i just heard of really quick uh his name was fred labor which looks like labor but like spelled the french way and right. with the big b anywho this guy uh was a student at university of michigan at the time and ended up hearing that 
and wrote like an article that got published that like oh, Rolling yeah, got like picked up by other like <laughs> yeah like Rolling Stone ended up printing it and like <laughs> and like every other college newspaper picked it up and then real newspapers and yeah Rolling Stone picked it up it yeah. just exploded yeah so like there <laughs> this is how most people know about this shit in my opinion is all of the like oh no we'll print it like who cares Rolling Stone described this guy's article and I don't even know what this means like uh, the most baroque explication of the supposed death. What does that even, I don't even know what that means. What is barbecue? Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on here, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're claiming that the Abbey road cover, like you said, was a funeral procession. Oh God. John is the anthropomorphic God. This is like probably by Ringo, the undertaker. It's, it's crazy, man. It goes deeper than that. Like, so I thought that was it, right? They were just like, Oh, Paul is dead. No, 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 no. They go, oh, no, even in the glass onion, they say, I told you about the walrus and me, man. I, you know we were as close as can be, man. Well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. And that's supposed to mean something to these nutbags. Yeah. <laughs> they think, like, the walrus means, like, I don't know, man. Well, like, I got it's, confused. it's about the magical mystery tour. Yeah. Because, like, on that album, one of them is, an, is a walrus. But I don't think it actually is Paul. Because like if you watch the movie, it's I, I want to say it's John in the movie. Really? Yeah. See, it's, I know it's a different one, and it's apparently them just like fucking with people. That was another uh, thing in one of the movies. That same movie, rather, he had uh, Paul McCartney had a black carnation, and everyone else had a pink one. Why? Because they ran out. What? Really? Is that Bullshit. the only reason? That's no the story. Way. Is Don't give Paul the black one. Then give he, someone else. <laughs> he apparently said that. Yeah, he was. You know. They ran out, so he was like, just give me a different one, and he had a black one. So I didn't realize this, but they eventually started doing shit, like, to mess with people, too. Yeah. I didn't know this. Uh, in 1995, the recording of a, a, a demo Don Lennon did, Free as a Bird, it was released as a studio version 15 years after his death, and it featured a clip of Lennon saying, turned out nice again at the end of the song. He says, we even put one of these spoof backwards recordings on the end of the single for a laugh to get all those Beatles nuts something to do <laughs> like dude there that's that's just really freaking phony to me because like they were asked about this stupid rumor a bunch of times and John Lennon says it's the stupidest shit he ever heard and Paul uh Paul McCartney said what did he said if I were if I were dead I'd be the last to know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man there, there's a shit ton uh in between I'm so tired and Blackbird you can hear him saying, Paul's a dead man, Paul's a dead man. Let's see if this comes out as well as it should. I don't know. Paul's a dead man. Missing, missing, missing. But that's so stupid. This reminds me of me and Peter being kids and like having like the technology to record our names and then like play it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, he would go, Peter, and he would go, Red Yep. And I would go, <laughs> Joe. And we'd go, Yoj. And then we would try to go, Yoj, and like reverse yeah. it to make it go, Joe. Yeah. We were yeah. the Beatles. <laughs> like, I don't know, That's man. true. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a stupid one, though. Even like Russ Gibb, like he milked it for a while. And even in the interview, he's like, oh, I, I never believed it. Oh, I believed it. Oh, I don't know. Ah, he might be dead. He's not dead. <laughs> well, it goes back and forth. Master. Yeah. And what is it? Strawberry Fields. He, they're supposed to say Paul or I buried Paul. Yes, I buried Paul. That one doesn't even sound like it. It's in, well, it's cranberry sauce, right? There was like said? a... There was like a Beatles anthology two album where they released like the master of that. And it was like a better recording and it was clearer. And you can totally hear that it's cranberry saucy saying, right? <laughs> it's clear as day. That is not. I buried Paul. We're going to side with uh, Peter here and Paul's dead. 
I don't know if I believe that Paul is dead. Whatever, you convinced me, dude. (laughs) You convinced (laughs) Justin already? Well, that doesn't take much, really, though. Yeah, just, like, it, it. there's, like, more and more and more that I just got lost in that I, I really don't understand how you would even get all that shit. Yeah. Like, some conspiracy theories make sense to me. That one just doesn't make sense. What's the motivation there? Like, to prevent teenage suicide? A, a bunch yeah. of... Give me yeah. a break. And, well, money. to make a lot of money. Yeah, a money. Because they're dumb and didn't realize how m- much the records would have flown off the shelves if he was dead. Right. Yeah. No shit, yeah. <laughs> oh my god like cobain got fa- more famous after he was yeah. supposedly murdered well, i don't even want to go into that one but when elvis died they couldn't keep the records on the shelves right well, yeah they even did that with uh avril lavigne after she died <laughs> i what? heard about that you heard yeah. of course you uh-huh. did when i had never heard about this i only heard about it recently leslie told me about it so i had to look it up and it's it's pretty crazy she said see you later boy huh <laughs> I know something. I know <laughs> yeah. something. Let me go. Yeah, she died in 2003. Yeah, she apparently committed suicide after her grandfather died. And then they replaced her with a double. So, hmm. the crazy thing is that she had the double already. Yeah, well, this, so they say, Yeah, according to this story. Okay. Right. It's true, okay? The true story. True story. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Right. Um, she had a double because she got really nervous. She had panic attacks when she would go out in the crowd. Yeah. And she was just getting overwhelmed by her celebrity because she was 17, you know? Right. Yeah. She was really young and didn't know like how much like stardom she was going to have. And so they like, they found a girl that looked almost identically to her. Melissa Vandella. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They the Vandella effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, boo. <laughs> yeah, they even taught her how to like sing like Avril so that just in case like Avril Levine was having panic attacks, which at that point, like what the hell is Avril Levine even mean to anyone? You know what though? I'll tell you what, real quick, she does look a lot different now than she did when she grew up. Well, I mean, like, I guess a lot of people do. But yeah, she was 17, and now she's, like, 37. <laughs> like, I look almost exact. You, too. You look. If you shaved that beard, my God. <laughs> no, you can tell I'm an older version of me. Yeah, but she doesn't look like an older version I of think her. she does. Oh. That's, that's one of the things they say is, like, she stopped wearing pants and started wearing <laughs> skirts. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Do you dress the same way you dressed when you were 17? I don't see a bunch of businessmen walking around in fucking jinkos. Legend goes... That it was Melissa that was wearing the the dresses and Avril wearing pants, right? And this was during <laughs> Legend Goes. Yeah, yeah. this was when it's Avril like the was Olsen still twins, both playing Michelle at the same time. Yeah, and this was when Avril was still alive. So they would every once in a while, like she'd be wearing a dress, and you know, it's just because Melissa liked it. And there's also a picture of Melissa having. Her name written on her hand. No, see, I heard that that was an actual picture of Avril with Melissa written on oh, her okay. hand, like in a photo shoot. She's like posing, like with it, like under her chin and shit. Yeah. And yeah, but they're apparently giving us clues. But I don't understand. Like, if they go through all the trouble to hide this stuff, why would they 
then like put little clues to make it a fun game. Like <laughs> it makes no sense. You know, that always made no sense to me too. And except like, like when you're like really far ahead of someone in a game like me, right? I remember one time I was playing NFL 2K1 with my buddy Vinny and I just was beating his ass so bad that I was just punting through the, through the uprights just cause I was bored. There is some kind of like psychotic thing that they say people will just like throw it in your face. Like, ha ha. This is what's going on. That's like what they say. And I think that's kind of weird, but I can totally see like a possibility of it. But a whole record company just like throwing it in your face and like risking all the money and stuff. I don't know. Well, think about like the serial killers that leave you little hints. Yeah, but that's different. That's not money. (laughs) And that's one person. More than your money. It's like this is multiple people that would have to like conspire to do this and then like give you little hints and almost and like maybe fuck it up. Like, I don't know. There's too many people at risk to Uh, lose too much money. I love when uh, someone said they're like, but it couldn't be a conspiracy. You know how many people would have to be in on it? And someone went like Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) the whole world would have to be in on it Uh, that's really funny (laughs) you think everybody's gonna lie to you like oh my god once i thought about that i was like all right i believe anything now yeah (laughs) yeah because supposedly this melissa girl even got like tattoos of moles and stuff that avril had yeah arms and stuff the payoff isn't enough to replace her though i don't think right I mean, yeah, because she like married the guy from Nickelback. Oh God, it's gotta be like she's just tortured. That's her her punishment. Yeah, (laughs) that's her punishment. Oh God, they're not allowed to like, like their kids aren't allowed to record, are they? (laughs) Can we get a petition? It's not okay. Supposedly, some guy came out and was like, "Oh, I was the original blogger of the whole like Avril's dead thing," and trying to take credit, like. Well, yeah, but he and, said it wasn't true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, like, trying to take credit for, like, coming up with this cool, like, prank. This that cool, like, prank. a lot, though. Like, with, like, conspiracy theories, like, someone, they'll go, oh, no, he was the one that did it, and it's fake. Sorry, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not cool. Like, that could yeah, be fake. That's, I think sometimes, yeah, people, like, start posts online that are just, like, trolling, and then someone takes it seriously, and it snowballs. Yeah. I think that's where Flat Earth came from. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. You know, I think the guy's just trying to get famous for yeah pretending to come up with that idea. Probably. Avril's actually really dead. So uh, you pick yeah. you pick my side? Oh, just t- this girl doesn't look anything like her. Yeah, I know. I mean, dude, this hormones are one thing, but... Well, and that's one of the funny things I saw, like, was a piece of evidence that everyone's like, this is irrefutable. Mm-hmm. Google used to list her height as 5'2". No. Now it's 5'1". Oh. <laughs> is it really? That's wow. funny. See, how do you shrink? I think it was just not right. <laughs> At one point, who says that 5'1 is even the correct height? Like, someone go and measure her. You can't just take Google's word for it. Yeah, because... And it was like an inch off, like, so... She's Canadian, so it's not even, like, in inches, or it should be, right? I think they actually do use height for inches and feet. Okay. You know, that happened to me the other day, though. I was looking to see, like, what day, like, or what year Evil Dead came out, and two, the sources that, like, the Amazon Prime video said one year, and, like, Google said another year, and I, it just tripped me out. Yeah. It was, like, 85 versus 83 or 81. I was like, oh, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, because it was originally made though, like as a college project, I believe. Okay. So like maybe it was maybe one had the year it was made and one had the year it was released. So that just weirds me out, doesn't it? I'm like kind of like yeah, like why would it be different? How could she lose an inch? <laughs> <laughs> she stopped wearing platform shoes when she started wearing skirts. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was the clothing difference. She wasn't embarrassed to be short anymore. The ties she always wore made her look an inch taller. Right. <laughs> Whatever. There's a there's a ton of evidence because there's lyrics and all sorts of stuff, and no one's seen Melissa since. So, boy, a minute. But they say that she was like an actress and a model, but no one can find cr- uh, like credits for this girl. Like they because tried- they erased her, dude, and tr- transitioned her into. Whatever. The yeah, the Mounties were behind yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is their Canadian CIA? What is it? Well, like, the Royal Mounted Police are, like, their FBI. Yeah. No, are they? No, yeah. they're, like, state troopers, I thought. No. Oh, they're really? higher than that. Yeah. Oh, God. They played, like, wolf calls through their speaker system in, in cities, and, like, we're like, whoops, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> That's wild, though. Yeah, so of course they had replaced Avril Lavigne with Melissa. Vandella. Yeah. The Vandella effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. If you guys believe in the Vandella effect, <laughs> let us know on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're at Talk Stupid to Me. So speaking of replacements and imposters, have you guys ever heard of Orion? Orion? Like the like stars? The, yeah, I was going to yeah. say the, yeah. the constellation. Duh. No, like the singer Orion from the early 80s. No, I've no, heard of Omar Ryan. Omar yeah. Ryan. Omar <laughs> <laughs> Well, here, you guys can hear him for a second. So that's Elvis, dude. Yeah. No, it's not, but yes, that's it what is. everyone thought. Everybody, no, if you're listening, that's Elvis Presley. I don't care what Peter yeah. says. It even looks like Elvis Presley. Wearing a Zorro mask. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, after Elvis died, this guy came on the scene, and his name was Orion. And it's such a weird story because okay. there was this woman who was writing a book called Orion that was about, like, a guy like Elvis dying and faking his own death and blah, 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 blah. And so she knew this guy, Jimmy Ellis, who could sing just like Elvis. And, like, he was trying to be a professional singer. And everyone kept telling him, no, you sound too much like Elvis. You'll never make it. (laughs) That sucks. Right. And he was just like, I don't understand. Elvis made it sounding like Elvis, so why can't I? Bo Burnham sounds just like Weird Al Yankovic. It's fine. It's just funny that he didn't understand what people were like. No, there's already an Elvis. He's like, well, he sounds like Elvis, and he made it. I can do it, too. I mean, that's a good point. I'm on on his side. So in her book, Orion was like this masked singer, so she got him to be the masked singer because she wanted to make like a whole empire out of this book. She wanted to have records and movies and everything so she's like i'll cast this guy as my real life orion and then he got picked up by sun records which was like the same label that used that you know did uh elvis's music no way yeah so they started promoting him and like when it first started they were doing an album with jerry lee lewis that they wanted to have elvis on but he was dead so they couldn't so they had 
this guy, Orion, do Elvis's part, and then they didn't like put the credit on the record, so yeah. everyone just thought it was Elvis and everything. Wow. And yeah, he ended up making a bit of a career, like going around touring, and everyone was speculating, even though he's taller than Elvis was, just like this Avril Lavigne difference in height. Dude. And his eyes are a different color than Elvis's. Yeah, I noticed the eyes were like way you different. You can't change like you can't become shorter, but you can become taller with like, you know, right. shoes. That's true. Yeah. His, so uh, this is totally Elvis. And he had, you can't convince me otherwise. I'm on <laughs> Joe's side. But he had green suede shoes. I'm pretty sure those weren't really blue. They were like aqua oh, or something. Either one of you believe it. I believe it. No. I think he had the, uh, the Elvis. The mask made him like his nose look more like Elvis also. Yeah. Which was uh, just kind of a. Yeah, he was against the whole mask idea because he wanted to be famous as Jimmy Ellis. You know, he didn't want to be Orion, <laughs> but he's like, if this is the only way I'm going to make it, then I guess I got to do it. You right. know, that makes sense. So when he came out with like his first record, it was called Resurrection. And it had a picture of him on the cover with a picture of a coffin behind him. Oh, wow. And it looked like Elvis was in the coffin. <laughs> and people lost their minds. And, like, Walmart and Kmart were like, we can't carry this shit. Like, what are you guys doing, you know? So they were just, like, trying to trick people without coming out and saying, this is Elvis. They were just trying to be like, huh, huh? Uh, Resurrection? You get it? <laughs> you know? And so they changed the cover and everything. And... This guy worked his ass off. He was he released like seven records in two years. Whoa. Yeah, he was doing all like, Elvis covers. Well, no, they weren't <laughs> even Elvis covers. Like he was doing different genres because at the time, like you couldn't have like a rockabilly song on a country station. Like they wouldn't do that. So he had like a gospel record, a country record, a rockabilly record. Oh, that's smart. Like he was doing all these different genres, just trying to throw everything against the wall to see what would stick. Yeah. And it wasn't sticking too well because some people thought he was Elvis and would like freak out when they saw him. And he was really cool. He would like hang out with the crowd and take pictures. And Elvis hadn't done that in decades, you know? Right. <laughs> so like some people loved him, but a lot of people just weren't buying it. And like once the story started coming out, who he really was, like stations stopped playing him and everything. And one day on stage, he just got pissed off and tired of wearing the mask. So he just like tore it off and kept singing. And then his record label fired him. From, like, <laughs> contract. Oh, oh I uh, bet. You have to wear the mask. Yeah. Orion. And then, I'm not Orion. Yeah. yeah. And then like the mid to late eighties and early nineties, he just kept trying. He was like, tried to be like a pop idol, like Rick Springfield. He had like eight different names. He was like Mr. Wow. E, Mr. Entertainment. Like he had oh, like, geez. Should have just stayed Orion. Yeah, one was like Steve Steele or something. Like, there were so many of them. He ended up going back to Orion in the 90s yeah. and, like, touring. And people would hire him, and sometimes they would make him wear the mask. Sometimes they <laughs> wouldn't, you know. And he ended up getting shot in a robbery. What? Like He, he like oh, couldn't my. sing all the time, so he had to, like, pick up side jobs. And one day when he was at one of his side jobs, some guy came in, tried to rob the place shot two ladies and Orion and Orion died and the guy didn't even get the register. Like it was bolted to the counter. So it was all for nothing. Wow. Yeah. So that's how Elvis died. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, I always crazy. thought it was on a toilet. See, that's the thing. So Elvis if is Elvis, dead. like everyone says, Elvis is still alive. If Elvis <laughs> was still now. alive. Why would he fake his death in the bathroom? Right. Like, I don't know. Who wants that joke? Like, be like, no, I I died in bed with four beautiful women or something. You know, like, <laughs> give yourself a good death. Now I died on the shitter because I was constipated from drugs. What? <laughs> it's a more believable one. Yeah. You know what it I mean? It was That's the true. 70s. They would have believed anything. You could have said that Elvis got onto a gold LeMay rocket and shot himself up to the stars and people would have believed But what that. I mean is, is that, like... If it's like a lie, you're not gonna make up something that's like stupid, like that. That like, why wouldn't you just say this? But like, oh, dude, he wasn't lying. Why would you tell me that? You're like, yeah, Peter told me that he couldn't make it today because he like hit his head on the toilet and like got his face covered in poop that he just took. And I don't know, it was weird. And like, <laughs> he wouldn't tell me that if it were bullshit. You, you would never <laughs> tell me that. You'd be like, oh no, dude, I just didn't want to come today. <laughs> or whatever it was. You wouldn't make up some elaborate poop scheme just to get out of work. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so. There's like, there's like a, a merit to the fact that no one would make that lie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe. So I have a conspiracy about David Bowie predicting the future. There's so many conspiracies about David Bowie, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. He Go predicted ahead. Kanye West. What? <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> no way. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with, like, Kanye's claims of being Jesus, does it? Didn't he claim he's Jesus or the Messiah or oh, something? He's Jesus. I don't know if that's yeah. the same. Oh, really? I thought it, like he had something that like an album or something or a song. It's like I'm the Messiah or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. See? That's part of this actually. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He's it's David Icke all over again. Here we go. Uh, wow. So on the album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, like the album cover is David Bowie standing in an alley. Yes. And over him is a sign for a business. Yes. It says K West. What? Is that what it says? Okay. I'll yeah. have to look. It's upstairs. And in that album, he has a song where he's talking about someone is going to come in five years and change the world. And, you know, there's a star man waiting there for you and all oh, that. Wow. And people think that that was Kanye West because it says K West, K -West. on the album. And he was born five years after the album came. Really? <sighs> no way. Kanye elaborate. Wow. He's the star man. Yeah, apparently. Wow. And then... When David Bowie died, he released Black Star right before, like, you know, a couple days before he died. Is that the song? That's the album, okay. is Black Star. And there is a song, Black Star, where he's talking about when he dies, he will be replaced by a Black Star. Oh. And, like, then Kanye West's album came out the same day as David Bowie's. And then in that album, he has that song about him being the Messiah wild so all of his fans are like see see it's all lining up david bowie predicted that kanye west was coming from the stars and he was going to be our next messiah see this is giving me goosebumps yeah dude. that's pretty cool man like I, I think that's pretty neat i don't know i think it's all bullshit but it's pretty funny <laughs> i got goosebumps man well, dude, go see somebody about that. We're trying to do a show go talk to rl stein <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dr stein no, I think that's kind of cool because there's like a lot of conspiracy revolving around David Bowie. Like, I think we've talked about this before, but like David Bowie's last tweet said some crazy shit like about like Illuminati and Google and like 
And then all of a sudden he's dead. So everybody like lost their freaking mind over it. And they're like, yeah. he's the gatekeeper. I'm like, what? The gatekeeper? Like in like in Ghostbusters? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, so that shit's sweet. I think that's kind of fun. So this was one of the craziest music conspiracy theories I've seen. You know that Rebecca Black song, Friday? Like the, it's Friday, Friday. Oh, I know it now. God, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> How'd you make you. your voice so annoying? <laughs> I don't know. That was good. Apparently that song is all about the JFK assassination. Bullshit. What? <laughs> that's, that's, no. That's what people are saying. And it's. It's because of these <laughs> dumbass coincidences. Like she says, like seven a.m. Got to get up, and apparently that's the time he got up that day that he, you know, got assassinated. Which, by the way, was a Friday, November eleventh. Okay, yeah, nineteen sixty-three, right? Twenty-second, uh, maybe. That like normally he has like a full breakfast with like eggs and sausage and everything, but that day he only had cereal. And in the song, she says that she's got to get her bowl, got to get her cereal, <laughs> and then wow. like she's got to okay. get to the bus stop. And apparently he was supposed to sign a document, like a some order about school buses for kids, and you know nationwide. And like a week after he got assassinated. But the one that always, that like, I think started the whole thing is there's a line where she says, kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. The guy who was driving the car that JFK was assassinated in, his name was Samuel Kicken. No way. (laughs) Get the hell out of here. Somebody said that he shot him. I've heard that conspiracy. Uh, Yeah, I've heard that too. Wow. It almost looks like he did. And then, like, after that, like, she's, like, got to decide which seat to take, and then it's all get down, get down, and that's apparently what the Secret Service was yelling to Jackie O and everything. What the hell? This whole song is about the JFK assassination. That song sucks so bad. It's, but, I mean, <laughs> it's so funny because it sounds like something like me and Kyle would have came up with years ago. Like For when sure. we used to tell people that uh, "Heat of the Moment" by Asia, we told them that it was about uh, God and the devil. They told me this it, because, like, okay. the first like couple lines are, "I never meant to be so bad to you." One thing I said that I would never do: one look from you, and I would fall from grace, and that would wipe the smile right from my face. And we're like, that's that's the devil apologizing to God. <laughs> we're like, fall from grace. Come on. Like, it's right there. People would be like, oh, I never thought about it. <laughs> A couple of con men. You fell for it, didn't you, Joe? Yeah, of course I did. Because yeah. I trust my friends. <laughs> Assholes. Like the time I like taught them how to like operate the mega touch machine. <laughs> And, like, get through the code and, like, be able to change, like, the ads and shit. They just just completely, like, publicly admonished me. Is that the word? I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, it just totally destroyed my reputation. It was really <laughs> funny, though. Said some really nasty things about me. I was like, wow, I teach you guys how to do cool things, and you just, like, tear me apart for it. All right. <laughs> but we goes. wouldn't tell him that we did it. And sometimes it'd be like two weeks later before he would tell us that he saw it. Yeah, weeks would go by with like a defaming <laughs> ad with my name on it at this bar down the street. <laughs> and I'd have to go there more often. It's like they were in cahoots with the owner or something. Just like, here, we'll, they didn't we'll put, put this terrible over. shit about Joe on here so he has to come in more and spend more money. Yeah. Wow. That's the best advertisement you could do. Right. Yeah, lesson being, don't share knowledge with your friends. <laughs> Unless you're going to share the show with them. In which case, share the knowledge. 
So we were talking about backwards masking with the Beatles and stuff. That's, you know, like when things are backwards. There's two different ways of backwards masking. There's either where it's intentionally like recorded and then reversed when, you know, when they play it. Yeah. So that it sounds backwards when you hear it normally. And right. then you have to play it backwards to hear it straight. And then there's other times where it's just like, I said something and you played it backwards and now it sounds like something else. Right. I think the, the former is better. Like yeah. that makes more sense to me because that's real. Right. So some of these are just hilarious to me. Like Queen apparently has one in another one bites the dust. What? Yeah, it's like when they're repeating another one bites the dust, I'll play it forwards and backwards. Okay. Another one bites the dust. Another so here one it is forwards. Dust. Yeah. Another one bites the dust. Hey, what could they be trying to say? It's fun to smoke marijuana. Wow. <laughs> so that was Queen's hidden message that they were trying to get to all the kids, I guess. Uh, That's so stupid. <laughs> How would you even find that? I mean, I guess just you go looking for it, right? That's what I don't understand, too. Like, how you're even supposed to make that subliminal to someone when they're just listening to yeah. another one bites the dust. <laughs> yeah. Right. The most famous case is probably either Led Zeppelin or Judas Priest. Everyone just seems to know about the Stairway to Heaven, but there was an actual uh, court case about Judas Priest. Really? Two guys were smoking pot and getting drunk and listening to Judas Priest, and they claimed that in the song, Better Than You, Better By Me, uh, that they subliminally said, do it do it in the background backwards oh wow and the guys ended up shooting themselves one of them died one of them survived what and they were trying to sue the band over this and there was like this huge long court case about it where judas priest had to go in and be like no we didn't do that and and second of all if they were going to sue judas priest for that they should have had to sue nike because they're telling them just do it way more right like up front yeah <laughs> but judas priest is like no we didn't put any messages intentionally backwards in our any of our music ever even if they put do it who cares right and that's what they yeah. were saying like do it doesn't even tell you like what to do it doesn't say shoot yourself yeah. like i meant like do the right thing and he started playing all these other examples of, he's like, here, like, if you play this song backwards, what does it sound like? It sounds like I'm asking for a peppermint. Like, what does that mean? He's like, <laughs> nothing. Like, <laughs> and, like, they even said, if we were going to put subliminal messages in, we wouldn't be telling our fans to kill themselves. We'd be telling them by seven albums. copies. Yeah. yeah. yeah and we'd exactly. put, be putting them, like, forward, like, in the background so you're... Like, your head could pick up on it. Yeah. Like who, like, hears something in the background? Like, I'm pretty sure they said, go fuck yourself in <laughs> like, you know, in reverse. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Well, there was a band that, like, took a different approach. There was, like, some kid that killed his parents, and supposedly he was, like, this band tried to take credit for it. Yeah. They what? were called Negative Land, and they were like, yeah, yeah, of course, you know. I'm like, yeah, we caused that <laughs> to try to get, like, publicity. Right, publicity. And oh, then even, they got in trouble, I hope. Um, no, not really. But like, I don't know. The it, the rumor kind of spread too. And then I think they got sued by U2. Yeah. By using the name of the album as U2 and making the letters bigger than their like band <laughs> name. And so it looked like the new U2 album coming out. Right. But then it 
went and like interviewed you too and were like, hey, so how do you guys think about like, you know, sampling, you know, other people's stuff? And they're like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know. So it, what you're saying is we should put subliminal messages in the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I do believe that people purposely put backwards messages. Just I'm not like I'm choosy about which ones. You know, I've done backwards melodies and stuff in some of my music that I've written. Yeah. So I do know that people have done it. So I do know that exists. I just don't right. think that one, like another one bites dust is anything. Well, what about the Led Zeppelin one for Stairway to Heaven? Have you ever heard this one? I think I've heard of this in the past. I just don't remember what it's supposed to be. Okay, so here it is <laughs> forwards and backwards. To. So here it is forward. Is that what he says? Okay. So now here it is right. backwards, and it's apparently all about Satan. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, here's my sweet Satan. <laughs> Sad Satan. <laughs> I don't know. Dumb. Like, honestly, you could have put different lyrics over him saying it right. forward, and I would have totally believed it. <laughs> For sure. It's like in the yellow lead better when someone says potato wave. Yeah. Potato wave. I believe it. <laughs> So it apparently says, oh, here's my sweet Satan, the one, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which I've heard all this shit. Oh, and there's more. He'll give those with him 666. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer sad Satan. Sad oh. Satan. That's apparently, yeah, apparently Jimmy Page put that all in. That's what everyone blames him. Oh, good job. Because yeah. he was a follower of Aleister Crowley. So He bought Aleister Crowley's house. Oh, yeah. Did he? And Aleister Crowley was on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, my God! <laughs> and people say that Jimmy Page put a curse on another band because I can't remember the other band's name. It was like Eddie and the Hot Rods or something like mm -hmm. that. They released an album where at, they had Aleister Crowley on the cover, and instead of his stupid triangle hat he normally wore, yeah. they had Mickey Mouse ears on him. Ooh. And they said that Jimmy Page was like pissed off at them, so he cursed them, and that's why we've never heard of that other band. Yeah, I guess so. I wow. never first time I ever heard of this band. You're gonna say it on the podcast, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Someone share this with Jimmy Page. Yeah, Duke Vassar, all the wish, off of the net, is a 